gas, but yeah, watch it on your computers comfortable enough. All right, double feature time. We are going to get into Joker, and you, if you haven't seen Joker, we are going to get really, really into spoilers. So yeah, it's been out for less than a week. If you come back and finish this episode later, no one's going to blame you. Mm-hmm. So make sure you, uh, if you're watching it live, you know, get the fuck out. Or okay. if you're watching it on recording, pause it, watch the movie, then come back and, and listen to it. Or if you just don't care about spoilers, stick around. Who cares? Yeah. Get a vagina in your stomach and put a gun in it. Uh, n- never mind. That came out wrong. Uh, if someone uh, if someone had not seen Joker and they didn't want to get spoilers, would you guys recommend they go see it, though? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. Well, let me go see it. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It, it, to me, I think it's... Well, okay. Do yeah. Yeah, I think this is one of the best Jokers that is very well grounded out of all the Jokers. Um, the whole mental illness kind of thing played off really, really well in this. Like, in the other Jokers, you know he's insane because, you know, he's crazy. He's, a, he's, he's wearing clown makeup and shit. And he's fucking yeah, I like that better. Like, in the other ones... Joker's crazy because he does bad things. In this movie, he's crazy because he's he's mentally ill. Like, and it's not so much that he's doing things maliciously; it's just uh, he actually has mental illness, and it's portrayed like you know, I don't want to say sensitively or anything like that, but I mean it's portrayed in a realistic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, would you what would you like about it? <clears throat> um, everything. <laughs> What what stood I don't know what stood out the most where you're just like oh that was fucking cool. Oh uh, I mean yeah I like how they kind of go and get into like his condition and shit so speak, and um, I uh, geez what else stood out to me? I kind of like I I saw it twice because one of my friends had to see it too and like he's he couldn't he didn't have anybody to go see it with and I was like ah, I'll go with you I'll see it again mm-hmm. I have to see it again too <clears throat> but um like I kind of noticed the second time I was going through how uh there's a lot of like kind of subtle things in this movie and one of the things I really like about it is it's fairly ambiguous like it has kind of an unreliable protagonist in terms of like what did this really happen did it not happen kind of thing Mm -hmm. um oh go ahead do you remember when we were (laughs) we were kind of like discussing it wasn't a fight or anything but you just you two were against what i was thinking uh yes i can't wait for this to come back up let's go ahead and do it uh is not a hero in this movie god damn it was that you fuck you were saying you thought it was a bad idea for them to make Joker the hero in the movie if he's going to be doing all this sinister, evil stuff. He's not a hero. God damn it. I Did I say he was a hero? Yes. I well, think... but you didn't say he was. You said you thought they were going to do that. I think I, I, I thought. Said, no, absolutely not. They're going to do not. They're not going to do that. That would be ridiculous. I think I said more of they're going to like make him somewhat of like sympathy in a way which they do in the beginning uh but like they quickly turn him around where just like because of that shit that happened and what he finds out along the way it really fucks with him 
but in the beginning you, you see a guy uh, who works in the clown business called the hahas uh and they go to like different locations to do clown stuff like he's working for that and he obviously has some type of mental illness because he could laugh he laughs uncontrollably uh but there's nothing to me to go hey uh this guy's an asshole. Like, later on, like, when things start unfolding, that's when I go, holy shit, he's fucking losing his mind. That That's, yeah. what, that's what I was trying to say before. I was like, the reason why the media was going crazy is because, you know, they thought that because you're going to sympathize with the Joker that, you know, there were going to be, like, mass killings and shit in movie theaters and trying to be, like, the Joker. Kind of like how to explain video games when you play you know gta and you just want to go out there and fucking steal cars and bang hookers and cars and all that stuff i want to i want to do that without any influence so you know shows what you fucking know yeah well like there was (laughs) that threw me off really quickly (laughs) (laughs) uh but like there was sympathy there but when he starts doing all this shit, that's when you go, I'm going to step back. You're all fucked up. You need, you need help. Clearly it's just, it's a guy who's, he's troubled and he has mental illness problems and stuff. And he's just kind of sad. And then some shit happens, you know, some circumstances and he kind of, he takes it too far. He fucking loses his shit due to other circumstances that happen. Everything compiles, and compacts into a spectacular disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the whole mom and Thomas Wayne Wayne angle? Yeah, yeah. Andy, what do you think? Oh, me? Um, I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, in the middle of the movie, when they start reveal- revealing she's like writing the letter and it's like oh our stun and all this other stuff and it's like supposed to be a reveal and i remember in the theater thinking that's an interesting way to tie him to batman but man it's really hacky and stupid and i hate it and then later on when it's revealed that she was unstable and that uh she made it all up and stuff i liked that a lot because Mm. it does link him to bruce wayne in an interesting way but it's not in that hacky um, daytime television way. And well, it's it, it's it's just I don't know. It it seems it, it was a roundabout kind of dumb way to get there, but they did it. They did something a lot better than what they were trying to do. It was a red. Well, yeah, it was it that may have changed. <laughs> have you heard about the actor that played Thomas Wayne? He did an interview recently, and it seems like uh, he confirms that that whole theory, that plot line. That's going to be yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, they had talked about the idea like while they were filming. And then like he knew, I got, he knew about Thomas Wayne and all that shit. And then uh, he was talking to Todd Phillips and he's like, so this actually happens. Right. And he, he says, yes, you know, so apparently, yeah, that affair actually did happen. But I think the better way to handle it is that. I don't know. If, if that's all they did with it, I think it would have been really... 
it being questionable is still better than it just being the fact. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I mean, it is. Like, to me, even then, it's still kind of like... One other interesting thing that comes out of it is, uh, and the guy made a good point about this, is that in a lot of other portrayals or whatever Thomas Wayne's usually in, he's always portrayed as this great guy who's, like, extremely charitable, and he has no fucking faults at all or anything. Yeah, I like that a lot, that he's, like... A- huge prick in this movie and in this time he's just kind of like a blowhard like yeah he probably uh, i guess he does do or try to do some good stuff but come on he calls like half the city fucking clowns (laughs) and then i I don't know he he seems kind of like a bit of an asshole in this version i'll tell you who is an asshole is fucking uh author's fucking uh boss who just fires him because Oh yeah, like he didn't believe he got mugged and shit, and you yeah, know. that's bullshit. But he fires him because he takes a firearm into a children's hospital. Like it's a, it's a prop, Andy. It's not. It's, it's a prop. gun. <laughs> well, I mean, I get, I, I still get that where it's like he was scared and he wanted it for self defense because he's been getting fucking mugged. But yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, I understand arming yourself, but don't, not taking it into a children's hospital, especially not dropping it in front of a bunch of, a bunch of kids. Like, oh, yeah, 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 that's his fucking fault. <laughs> it's, it's his fault it, it, there's there's a bunch of other circumstances that lead up to him having that gun and you can question whether that's his fault but no when he gets fired it is pretty much his fault yeah it is and that's that that's that's a little more depth to that character than just like um the trope of someone who has a really bad day and then just decides oh i'm a super villain now that feels like something you'd see on the powerpuff girls you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that guy who, who lent him the gun, he seemed like kind of an asshole too. Yeah. It yeah. was weird. It's like it's like the that person at work that pretends to be your fucking friend and in reality he like talks about you behind your back and kind of fucks you over. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's that's how he came off to me, really. Oh, that's why you got his fucking head bashed on the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he never liked him to begin with. I guess he just kind of like tolerated him and shit because before then, what else was he going to do, right? Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> well, well, he, the guy was a dick because he ended up saying to the boss that he bought a gun off of him, right? Or is it, was that a different guy saying that? Yeah, he said, he, the, his boss told him on the phone when he was firing him, he's like, Randall said that you tried to buy a gun off of him. But, I mean, earlier he said he was trying to give it to him. He's like, I'm not supposed to have this. He told him that. Like, he's like, you know, I'm not supposed to have a gun. <laughs> He's like, just take it. Just just don't worry about it. I mean, it does kind of come in handy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. It causes a lot of events to happen when he gets that gun. How many bullets does that gun hold, by the way? Is it six? Or right? It... Oh, my God. That was so fucking frustrating. I hate that to death. <laughs> I, know, I think he shot. I think he fired eight or nine times in the subway scene. Which it like does a, not hold. No. Yeah, it would have held five or six. No, I, I was counting it because I wanted because I, I thought that would be the more dramatic way to do it. Because he goes bang, bang right off the bat. Mm-hmm. One guy gets shot twice. He shots another guy, bang. And then he shoots uh, the guy in the leg. That's three. It's a good, well, no, no that, that's four at least. Mm-hmm. And there's another shot that gets lost. And what I was looking for is that he would step out and the guy would be run up the steps and he'd aim the gun carefully and then click. And I thought that would be the, you know, 
pardon the pun, the punchline of that scene. But no, he's got like just three more bullets in this this six round gun. I it might be it might be more rounds. But if it is a thirty eight, is that what they said it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said it was a thirty eight. That that, I don't think that's possible. No, not not one that small. Now, now, do you think editing did that, or that could have been editing? Maybe I, I don't know. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to reload a revolver in the heat of the moment. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like he was carrying extra ammunition either. So I think it was more like the script needed that to be what happened, so it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the the only funny scene in this movie is when he says. Man, I forgot to punch out, and he just punches the fucking clock. Oh, I I didn't laugh at that, but I did laugh when he honks the horn over his shoulder. <laughs> and I, yeah. I think everyone who saw this movie has the same story about they laughed at a joke that the theater didn't. That one was mine. Like I laughed out loud in the theater, and no one else did. And I think everyone had a moment where you laughed at something in this dark movie. And the rest of the theater didn't. I think everyone. I think that's part of the the movie going experience for this movie is you have to experience the. Oh, well, I thought it was funny. You have funny. a moment like 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 him where he laughs at things that where he's not supposed to. Like I when he, I was supposed to. It's funny. You honked a horn. Horns are funny. <laughs> I, I laughed when he when he kind of outsmarted the police and did that little jig and ran away. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Like, just... I uh, I legit laughed at um, he's walking into that comedy club and the guy is doing a routine about uh, how women look at real, uh, men like cars and men look at women like parking spots. It was, that was actually a pretty funny routine. <laughs> yeah, it actually was kind of funny. Handicapped, I hope nobody sees this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's a funny routine. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the whole – speaking of hallucinations, like just uh... – in his head, he was—he thought he was in a relationship with that uh, black lady. I thought it was eye-rollingly obvious. I like as soon as it was like, "Were you following me today?" Oh, I was hoping you'd break in. Oh, I, I hope we have sex later. Like from that, she didn't say that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating for like you know, fact, but uh, like from that point on, I was like, "He's hallucinating." They already set up the fact that he like daydreams weird because he imagines himself meeting. Um, De Niro's um, character, Murray Franklin. Franklin, that's it. I almost called him uh, Rupert Pumpkin because of King of Comedy. But he managed himself meeting him. And was like, oh, I wish I had a son like you. And it's like obviously a daydream. And then it kicks back to him. And you're like, Yeah, it was a daydream. I know, movie. I'm not an idiot. But I thought you were supposed to be in on the joke. But I've talked to more than one person that was like, Oh, it did kind of surprise me. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a weird weirdo but I, I thought it was like frustratingly obvious because when he's in her apartment and she's like you need to go and it does that stupid thing where it reshows all the scenes uh-huh. and she's not there I was sitting in the theater like yeah movie we know what are you doing but I guess I guess that was needed I don't know Andy don't you know most people watch movies aren't that fucking smart I guess um, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a guy he said like he thought it was questionable. He was still kind of like on the, on, he was still thinking, oh, this is probably a hallucination. But even he said, that's unnecessary. When she's like, oh, what are you doing here? Don't you live down the hall? It's kind of implied. And then I was the one who said, well, a bunch of dum-dums are going to go see this movie. So they want them to know what's going on. And he said, well, you know, that's dumb. And I, I agree. You should have to, you know, 
you should be a modicum of intelligence and be able to follow it or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I thought it would be, be it would have been better if they never had the sequence where it shows him in all those places and she wasn't yeah. really there. Just just having her like, what are you doing in here? And then he's just like, and then that that's the end of the scene. Does he kill her? That that I I think that's up to us to figure out because I I don't I don't think so. I I think so. Okay, why do you think so? I think so because he, in his mind, he thinks he's with her. So I think it was kosher for him to go into the apartment thinking, I'm I'm her boyfriend, I'm just going to sit here. You know, I'm going to tell her about my bad day. And then she's like, aren't you the guy down the hall? Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, okay. I, I think that might have snapped him. Again, it doesn't show it. I mean, he could be not killing her. He could be killing her. I say no because when his buddies from work come to visit him, he kills Randall, but he lets the little guy go. He never. He could have. He could have very easily killed him. For a second, I thought he was going to, like but, when he he goes through the door and he can't reach it. Yeah, uh, the theater laughed at that. And I think I was part of it. But yeah, uh, I laughed at that too. <laughs> He's like, Arthur, he's I can't get the he door. Tells he's him, like, oh. He tells him, you were the only one who's nice to me. You have nothing to fear from me. And he lets him go. Um, she was never nice to him, though. Well, she wasn't mean to him. Yeah, but in his head, maybe she was. Because she maybe. didn't date him. And hey, the guy's out of his mind. He's, he's delusional. He's homicidal. He's all this other stuff. It, so it, it's, it's not like he's doing things that make sense. But, no, I mean, the way I interpreted it was it seemed like if anybody he had a grudge against actively, he would have killed them. Hmm. That's that's the way I took it. I uh, that's, that's what he did, basically. Story-wise, I'm on your side, but just like the way the movie flowed, like my knee-jerk reaction was to imagine that he had killed her, but I don't know. I, I have no clue. Yeah. That's another part of the movie that's like open to interpretation. That's what I was talking about. There's a lot of parts of this movie where it's like, did that happen that way or did it not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and the whole, like, her not being part of a relationship, I knew right off the bat, dressed like Andy, it just said, mm-hmm. it was just too weird how it, all the events happened. Like, he followed her, like, and then all of a sudden, she's like, did you follow me? Now let's fuck. Kind of yeah, thing. It, I mean, seems, it seems delusional on a similar level as the thing with De Niro, where he imagines he's, he's in the audience and he laughs and they put the spotlight yeah. on him. But if if you are someone who was fooled by it, you know, fooled, that's not the right word. If you were someone who bought into it and just like went along with the movie, then, you know, I'm not I'm not dissing that at all. I, I Honestly, it's kind of a better way to view the movie. I think you would get more out of the realization and the transformation of the character. So it's not, it's not like a slight, I'm smarter than you or anything like that. It's just, you know. Except that's basically what we said. <laughs> nah, I mean. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just joking. Now, if, if, uh, if you were like, what's going on in the scene where she's like, you need to get out of here. And then it shows all the scenes. And, and you're still like, there and not, if you needed that, then yeah, I am smarter than you. But basically what it boils down to is we've seen too many movies. Yeah, more or less. I mean, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Even me, even me, who's not movie guy, I've, I've I've been exposed to too many stories. 
I, I'll, I'll call them stories instead in a broader term. Speaking of having seen too many movies, specifically Batman movies, uh, I was super proud of myself for this. And uh, the guy I was talking to about it caught one of them, but he didn't caught, catch the other two. Did you catch the two visual references to, and there might have been more, but I only caught these two. The two references, one of them is to Dark Knight, and one of them is to Batman 1989. I caught the Dark Knight one, but not the eight. That's the easy one. Everyone gets because when he's in the police car, it's framed in the same way, and he's got his head against the window, and it's just like in the Dark Knight after they've stolen the police car, and he's hanging out of the window. The camera's yeah. mounted on the car in the same way, and it's also like um, the Joker beholding chaos. Like it's the same uh, kind of premise in both of them, but it's more visual. It, it, it's not. It, it doesn't need to be thematic. It's more like, look, this is a similar shot. Also, we're paying homage to. You know, one of the best Batman. Is it the movies. is it the theater when they're walking out of the theater during all the chaos? Close. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. it's just a real quick. It's at the end of it. Um, Thomas Wayne gets shot, and then the guy comes at uh, Martha, right? With the uh -huh. Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> uh, he comes at Martha, and he like cuts the necklace. He like yanks the pearls off, and they it it's breaks. The same. It's it's shot down, looking up. Just like it is in the Tim Burton Batman, yeah. I'm pretty. I, I'm convinced it was on purpose, and that it's a visual reference to the 1989 Batman because it's framed in the same way. She's like jerking away from him. She's on the left side of the shot. He's on the right side of the shot. Uh, it breaks in the same way. I, I'm convinced it was on purpose, and I thought that was really cool. I uh, <laughs> in my head, and I kind of wanted to scream this out loud. I was like, "Man, why does Bruce Wayne always have to go over?" Even on a Joker movie, <laughs> like they always have to bring, you know, the whole, you know, Bruce Wayne and his parents getting fucking shot and stuff. I was like Bruce Wayne being fucking Hulk Hogan, always stealing the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I get it. I get why they had to do that. I think the movie would have been fine without it. I think you could have had just Thomas Wayne in this movie, but it's fine. It's fine. Do, you, do you all think Bruce's mom looked kind of old? Like I was, <laughs> like, I don't like it, any time I saw her, I was just like, God, she looks like she's fucking sixty. Does she have a line in the movie? No, she doesn't say anything. But every time I saw her, I was like, God, why does she look so old? Hmm. <laughs> like, I hadn't noticed. It, it stood out. That's <laughs> why did Arthur Wayne look like Sean Bean? Arthur Wayne? I mean, whatever his fucking name is, Wayne. Thomas Fleck. Thomas Wayne, there you go. God damn it. Um, it, you know, something else I kind of noticed in this movie after watching it again was that um, I think Arthur's hairstyle changes over the movie as he, he's mentally deteriorating further. And it's like, at first, you know, he's got that kind of mop, you know? Yeah. That kind of comb-over-ish mop. And it's like after he shoots the guys and stuff, his hair is getting a little more messier and uncapped. And then like the second time he sees his psychologist, he's, he's starting to slick his hair back and shit. And he's getting more mangy looking. Mm -hmm. And it's like, right. And then when he dyes his hair and he's in he's Joker now and he's yeah. going down the stairs, he's full on just, yeah. When, when is he Joker? When is the moment that he is Joker? When he walks out the door. And he's got the suit on. And he's got. And then when he's dancing down the steps. Yeah, that's it. Because the way I saw it was, you know, earlier in the movie, he's trudging up that giant staircase, and he's all like, "Fucking, it's like it's a, he's just struggling to get through his days and kind of thing," you know. 
and then then that's when he's on his medication and he's doing everything he's supposed to do and all this other stuff. I yeah. I disagree. I think he he's fully Joker when he puts that pillow in his mom's face. I nah. I have I have a completely different one. I think he's Joker. Like I, I think he's building to it, but I think he's not the Joker until he stands on top of the police car and uses the blood to make the the smile. And I know yeah. I know that's a really hammy specific way to do it. It's like, well, of course he's doing a stupid makeup thing, but it seems more aligned with like um, like a baptism by action kind of thing. Well, that was kind of like they, they pulled him out of the car like reverently and laid right. him on the, the hood of the car. And he, he's reborn. He, he, he died. He reawoke, yeah. You know. Fleck died in that car accident and Joker lived from then on. Sure. That's but, what I think. That's what I took away. Oh, yeah. I just think, I, I think the stairwell scene was kind of it to me. No, it's fine. I, I have, I have, I have nothing against that. I either. fucking like that part. That was so fucking cool. So, uh, is there anything you guys don't like about this movie? Uh, it's gonna sound really, it's really nitpicking. I I didn't care for the dancing. I thought the dancing was like way too much at times. But then again, that's that's him. He's going through his fucking shit. Joker's a prancy, flourishy, dancy, goofy guy. Yeah. He can be. I liked it. I think yeah. the, the dance. It was interesting. It, it gave him something to do in dark, quiet scenes. <laughs> and it, it, it was like a visual. Uh, he looked crazy as well as acted crazy. Oh yeah. There's another thing I don't like is where it should have ended is when he did the whole his blood with the smile. I didn't like the ending where he was in Arkham Asylum and he's talking to that per, uh, doctor and it obviously kills the doctor. It did take the piss out of it a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know. I I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it, but I see what Dubs is saying. Because when I when I saw the scene with the, the, the blood, and I was like, oh, that's a good ending. And I was about to get up. I was about to go to the bathroom, take a piss, because I just had a large Dr. Pip, and found that there was more. <laughs> but, uh, Zach, anything you dislike? Um, not really. Good, then it's my turn. Um... <laughs> Walking Phoenix in this movie is awesome. Is that the best part of this movie? His acting is perfect. He's great. Um, the direction was good. It wasn't like there's there's some scenes that are shot really well, and there's some scenes that are shot really efficiently. If that makes any sense, like um, the the guy the guy made his name directing the Hangover movies, and it kind of shows a little bit. Sometimes it's just like utilitarian; two people were talking kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it's not like the abysmal level of like George Lucas or anything like it's still shot, reverse shot. It's still an interesting movie to look at. Everything's, um, uh, color graded. Well, I don't know if I'm using that in the right place, but everything has like a grimy, gross kind of feel to it. Did a good job with that. Um, there's some issues with the writing. I thought it just, again, I don't like the whole, they're half brothers. They're not, she's crazy. He's crazy. Everyone's crazy. The whole city sucks, but, I don't know what I'd replace it with. It's fine. It's a lot more than I thought we were going to get because I really did think it was going to be uh, going back to what I said earlier, the, 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 the hacky Powerpuff Girls bad guy thing where I just had a really bad day and now I'm a super villain. My mom, my, my, my meds. 
So they did a really good job of adding a whole bunch of other stuff. But there's the there's one thing I hated about this movie, and it's uh it's just a personal thing, and I hate this about a lot of movies. But I hate in a scene where um when he leaves his apartment, it plays uh what is that song? You hear it at football games all the time. Hey. Hey. It's rock and roll. I love the use of that song there. That's really cool. But I fucking hate when movies can't decide what song they're going to play in the middle of the scene. And halfway down the steps, they switch to their dark orchestral music. Mm-hmm. Fucking pick a lane movie. I fucking hate when they do that. One or the other. The scene would have been good with either one. I would choose the rock and roll over the orchestral but if you did that one it would be fine too but i i uh, hate that so much and i I don't the soundtrack of this movie on its own is really good but the way they used it i feel like missed the point a couple times i was talking to my friend about this and um martin scorsese does this really good thing with his movies where the whole movie songs are used the way they should it's it's indicating what year it is or it's um enhancing the tone of a scene or something like that. And then the, he gets to do, usually it's with a Rolling Stones song because he's Martin Scorsese, but eventually he gets to do something where he juxtaposes like a pop song or something like that with something that's happening in the movie. And it's like something dark for the character. And it's uh, real interesting to watch. It, it, it helps drive home something that's happening with the development of the plot or, or character development or something like that. But this movie tried to do that like five times and it did the first one like 20 minutes in or something like that. And it still works, but if you do it just once in a movie, it makes it that much more poignant. Like they did it right off the bat and it was like, uh, it's still good. I like the song and I like the scene, but it tries to do it a bunch more times. And I thought that was a bummer. And again, this is just me and a bunch of people are going to way disagree with me on this and you guys might too but i just feel like the soundtrack was used not effectively and i thought that was a shame because they chose really good songs and the orchestral the orchestral stuff the really creepy music was great too it's just the time uh, the time periods were weird at times oh it's the early 80s right 82 yeah yeah was it 82 i thought it was like 70s late 70s no it's like 81 or 82 or something i thought it was 82 uh um, here's another nitpicking thing. Uh, because Bruce Wayne is in it, the, the Joker. How old is he in the comics and TV and movies? Like, what what is his age? You don't know. Window. You don't. You know. You never know how old he is. Right. I mean, I, I'm 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 there with you, Dubs. I was thinking this during the movie too, because uh, he looks like he's like late 30s, early 40s mm. to to be to be um. Uh, conservative to be charitable to the character and then Bruce Wayne is like 10 so if they're going to be fighting later but I thought about this a little more I'm sorry I keep stealing the mic from you guys but I thought about this a little more um Joker never like fights Batman fist to fist or anything that's ridiculous like he always like tries to outsmart him or whatever or, or use use leverage or something so I guess it still checks out but I don't think this movie was concerned with that more realistic way to look at it is, you know, people from previous generations, they tend to, they tended to age a little faster. And especially in, in conditions like that, he's got it pretty rough. So 
he could look older than what he really is if you want to get away with that and movie magic shit. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to sell it, you know. That's what I think. I think if you watch the movie and really considered it, though, I think you could figure out his age because they talk about she adopted a son and he was abused by her boyfriend, and they say what year that um, that interview is taking place you remember he's like in the background like watching the interview because it's a clever way to show the audience what he's reading so i think if you figured out when that was they say something about him being 10 or something maybe i i don't know you might be able to figure it out yeah because i tried to think i was like oh bruce wayne is like what about 10 years old in that in that time And, yeah, probably. And he becomes Batman. What late late twenties, early thirties, right? I always thought it was early twenties. Who knows? It would but, have to be early twenties, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in uh, I mean, again, there's like thirty different Batman timelines, and this is its own Batman timeline, so it doesn't. I this debate doesn't really matter that much, but I think in year one, he's like twenty or something. Yeah, because, like, well, he went to boarding school and shit. He went to one of those fancy pants schools, so he basically went through college already at the done by, like, the age of 18 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he traveled abroad for a bit to learn shit, and I always took it as he came back home and was ready to be Batman in his early 20s. All right, I have a statement, and then I have a question for you guys. Okay. Uh, my statement is... If there was ever a DC reboot in the universe, I think this Joker movie would be a good reboot to have, like, another Batman film. You don't have to do an origin film because we obviously saw his parents fucking die. Um, But maybe something along the line where Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker uh, down the road, maybe, in another Batman movie. And then, then you could start doing the Justice League right instead of what they've done. Um... What, what's the question? Get to the question. I'm excited. The question is, it's actually a two-part question. Should they do the the, the DC reboot with Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker? And no. should it be a Joker 2? No. Also, no. Both knows. Zach? <clears throat> um, I'm inclined to say no. I want, Dubs, I want you to imagine that they ran with the premise and the tone of this movie. And, and there's a lot here, and I think they could do something with it. If they made a Joker 2, I think that that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's, it's making a lot of money. It broke some kind of an October record, so maybe they will. But I want you to take that and try to imagine, um, and the Christopher Nolan movies really push the limit on this, but this is going to have to take it even further. Take this ultra-realistic, mental health, worrying, trash, um, striking, uh, writing, eat the rich setting, and try to dump, like, Batman, a guy in a suit, swinging around on on cables and stuff from buildings and driving around a, a big car that looks like a bat. Try to dump that into this universe. And I'm not saying you can't, but I don't think it would happen very gracefully. And then you, you've got to start having, I mean, and then as soon as you, as soon as you even bring Superman into the equation, it's fucked. That there's, there's no way that the universe that Joker took place in can harbor Green Lantern or Wonder Woman or anything like that. I don't think. 
I see what you're dishing. Um, I think it's possible in a way, and I think you can turn things around where it can be believable at some point. But yeah, like Superman and Green Lantern, <laughs> I guess they would have to make it hokey in some way where it would kind of have to fit. Right, they'd, they'd have to change the, the tone that Joker established, I think. Mm-hmm. But, like, I... Because I'm trying to think, of how, how, they, how would they... Because you can do a, a Riddler. I mean, you could pretty much make him a serial killer if you wanted to. If you wanted... Yeah, that's what I was saying on the last episode is... And I, I after seeing the movie, I think this more and more... Uh, I still think their efforts would be better spent somewhere else, but I love the fact that they took um, this material and made this movie with it. I think, uh, I, I just like the tone. They did something new. Marvel will never, ever be part of that. Marvel's never going to break their formula because it makes billions of dollars. Why would they? DC, on the other hand, they're trying something new. Warner Brothers is trying something new, and it's paying off, and I hope we see more of that. It doesn't need to be, we, we don't need to worry about universes and sequels and spinoffs and crossovers. They just need to take the material they have and make good stories into good movies. Hey, I, I, this is the best start to that. Hey, in a way, that's kind of what DC's speciality always was anyway. If you think about it, if you think about the comics, Marvel's big thing was is always pushing the crossovers and the, the, the all the crazy shit, but DC's strength was always the standalone stories within the specific characters' universes. That's that's true. That's a good point. So yeah, they should they should double down on that. I don't I don't want to see another Justice League movie. I want to see I want to see just a, a character study of modern comic mythology. See what bothers me though is if you didn't want. Batman to be part of the Joker universe. I mean, you could still have Thomas Wayne and the. Wayne. I mean, he obviously will be. Yeah, the, the thing is, like, I do want to see a walking Phoenix Joker versus a uh, whatever that fucking sparkly vampire uh, as Batman. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, as a as a Batman, like, I think it would be interesting to see it. Uh, Maybe they could change some uh, things around where he's not in like a fucking bat uh, wing thing. Uh, he's somehow I don't know. I don't know. That would piss off a lot of comic book people. I think I'm not a walking phoenix professional or anything, but I just I don't. I mean, obviously, you pay someone enough money, they'll they'll fucking act in anything. But I, I don't know if I see him doing that. He didn't, uh, allegedly, from what I understood, he really didn't have any interest in trying to get in on this comic book movie shit because apparently he'd been approached about it before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I don't remember what movies. It could have been Marvel was trying to get him to do some shit, and he probably just told them, ah, no, no. Yes. And yeah. they kind of had to convince him to do this. Yeah, uh, Adam says, what about Arrow? Uh, they leave those type of heroes to the CW network. <laughs> That's it. I mean, that's kind of a, a whole other take altogether, I think, in a way. I haven't watched the CW DC stuff, uh, Flash, <laughs> Green Arrow, whatever. Yeah, I haven't either. So mm. maybe, maybe there's room for that argument over there. I'd have to educate myself. Well, they're doing. They're that gets just... me into that gets me into a whole other rant. You know what? You you guys ever watch that Gotham show? No. Dubs, do you watch it? 
Uh, yeah, and I fucking hate it. You wanna know why? Because everybody fucking knows each other, and they're all little kid villains. Fuck that shit. Shitty. It is kind of contrived a little bit. I love that trope in fiction. Like, oh, we all fall <laughs> together. Venture Brothers did, like, a bunch of shit on that. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's just poking fun at it, though. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's what they're doing. Isn't it ridiculous to think that these people knew each other as children? Even though Joker did that. We're talking about how good it is. It's like, oh, they knew. They, Joker met well, Joker, when he was 10. Yeah. But my, my thing is, like, why are... Why are they so skittish about making a Batman TV show? Like, why do they? It seems like every time they go to do it, if it's related to it some way, it's like, well, it can't be Batman. It has to be something else. It has to be fucking Gotham PD. It has to be Birds of Prey, but Birds not really. Prey, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, why? Why are they so fucking scared to do a Batman television show? That, that that's like fertile ground for good television. I don't yeah. know. They already did it right. They made Batman the animated series. They're not going to do better now. It's old. Know. It's back sucks. It can't. It can't come back. <laughs> I don't know. There should be Gotham PD SVU uh, unit, just like. No, one. I don't want to fucking see that. Neither is anybody There's else. A comic based about that, wasn't there? Gotham PD. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had like a mini series kind of thing. But what would a Batman? I guess fighting. Crime? You could. You could. You could. You could have that show that you're talking about in the Batman show. It could be like a one-off episode or two here and there, or, <laughs> or something, just to get get just to break up the the not monotony, but to change it up a little bit. What, what show? This uh, hypothetical show I'm talking about, <laughs> like Law and Order. It's not really a show. You just have ice yeah. ice tea in the fucking Gotham PD. Damn, Batman. Good you... Bullock. Ice tea is Bullock. Come on now. You Listen. need you need to catch <laughs> you need to catch the penguin dog, get him. Can you, you can hear him, Montoya? What are you doing? <laughs> nice. Come on. But uh, oh. it's like it looks like the Joker robbed another bank. I guess the joke's on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get one of those every episode. That goes along with Superman. There is really no like. Actual Superman TV show. I mean, they had Smallville. Yes, there was. Yeah, there was. It was uh, Lois and Clark, right? Yeah, there was Lois Clark and there was Smallville. Smallville was kind of like Smallville. a cutesy pie. Hello, it's not really Superman. Kind of sort of, but not really. I don't know. Yeah, but ha- <laughs> how long did Lois and Clark go for? I thought it was like uh, three fucking seasons or something. It was longer than what you would think. <laughs> I can't fucking spell Lois. Am I fucking stupid? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh my god 87 episodes so it entered syndication i think it did hmm. but like to me superman's like kind of like eh, that's a little harder to do for a it character like that no, you have to be a hell of a good writer to do superman right yeah and it's uh Adam says Smallville. I, I was going to get to that before I got uh, bombarded with Lois and Clark. I totally forgot about that TV show. There, there was also the Superman animated series. No, that, doesn't, that doesn't count. I'm talking live action. Live action. Why? Okay, so I guess the That's Batman I, I, I completely disagree with what you're saying. I've gone on record saying many times. Just because it's animated doesn't mean it's not real. It, you can tell every story with animation that you can tell with live action, and usually you can do it better. With a lower budget. I agree, but I am going based off of the subject of live action. I mean, Smallville. What, what, what if what if it was 1992 and Joker came out and they were like, "Hey, this is really good. We should make a cartoon. It'll come on right after Beetlejuice." 
I mean, I, I, I would watch the shit out of that. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to. <laughs> I'd have to know. <laughs> I'd watch it, but again, like this is ah! it would not be faithful. I, yeah. I, we we all know that. Yeah. Um, Why are you raging? Why did you rage? Because my brain exploded. So that was the only thing that came out. Because he's like all these other cutesy YouTube bloggers that want to be like, oh, we need to spin this off into a huge epic <laughs> universe. Watch out, Marvel. You're about to get fucked. Well, fuck. No, Joker's just a good movie. Enjoy it. Well, fuck you. I'm not a fucking cutesy YouTuber V-blogger. Bullshit. V-blog. Check what? out my V-blog. Subscribe to my face place. Why, why can't they just say blogger? And stuff. Why do I gotta say vlogger? Fuck them. Because right? nobody blogs blog anymore. Is, blog is text. Blog is video. Blogs are dead. Is that in the dictionary? Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Probably is. There's other stupid shit in the dictionary like yeet. Yeah, they got like acronyms and shit in there now. <laughs> I, if you say blog, you're, you're clearly from like, you were born in the 80s. <laughs> so, you just have to be. Alright, so I think we all recommend the Joker. I, there's, yes. there's like, like nitpicky things that we don't like about it, uh, but majority, it, it's a real good. Oh, I forgot to bring this up. When he shot Robert De Niro in the fucking face, I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I saw that coming. I, saw, I, I, I saw it coming, but still, it was like, oh yeah, shit, it was, it was like, cool. That scene is like so tense, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I don't know. Like, at, there's at the a little of, bit of a there's a little bit of the Heath Ledger Joker in that scene too, because he shoots him. He like stands up and just kind of like looks around and is weird, and then shoots him in the chest again. That just seemed and, like something that. Would and then he just kind of throws the gun away, like on the desk or That that seemed like a Heath Ledger Joker thing to me. Mm -hmm. Kind of was. I, I mean, that is a is a good thing. And did you see the part like after he shoots him in the chest and throws the gun, he like looks at the camera and he does like a little dance and then he he exits stage. I see. Uh, I'm glad it didn't. I would have been happy if it did. But for a minute, I thought that was the end of the movie. I thought it was going to be like he's grabbing the camera and then they cut him off and it zooms out and out and out. And you're seeing all these people talking about it in the news and you're seeing like an Energizer commercial. And uh, for a minute, I thought that was going to be the end. That would have been a really good ending. Then we would have missed out on the really good uh, car crash standing on the hood scene. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's another thing I want to bring up. Like, let's do a Heath Ledger versus Walking Phoenix. Is like when Walking Phoenix goes crazy and he's like screaming and stuff. Like, you could feel the anger and the sadness and all that. And the Heath Ledger, like, it's gonna sound fucked up because a lot of people do like Heath Ledger, uh, Joker. It feels forced in a way. Like he's he's being this character of like a different Joker. You don't feel any. I'm gonna do a, a controversy here. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. Walking Phoenix turned in a better performance, but Heath Ledger is a better Joker. That's fair because there's different criteria. I guess you gotta you're like you're not criteria, but qualifiers that have to go on that. Because mm. yeah. like what Dubs is saying about his Joker, like uh, uh fucking Ledgers, he didn't have all that time to establish a character before he turned into the Joker. So we just only know him as what he is. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's almost like a force of nature. A, a deus ex. He's an agent of chaos. Yeah, an agent of chaos. Like he <laughs> has no background. He's, there's all these lies about his past and that's on the writers. That's not on the actor, but I still think 
as far as who played the best Joker, which is going to be the question that people are asking. Jack Nicholson. I think, well, yeah, but I, <laughs> but I still think Heath Ledger was a better Joker, but I think Walking Phoenix gave a better performance. That you know, that is okay. That that is one little complaint I do have is I kind of wish he was Joker in it just a little bit longer than what he was. I agree because I mean, like I said, like my interpretation of it was he's only Joker for like the last eight minutes of the movie. Like if there's ten more minutes of him getting into hijinks and violent shit or whatever, just just ten more minutes maybe it would have been fine. And there's one. Little thing, this is a writing thing, and I, I, I didn't elaborate much on what I didn't like as much about the writing, but um, this is a writing thing. There's, and again, there's a million Batman universes. This Joker doesn't have to be every other Joker, but the reason Joker can go toe-to-toe with Batman is because he's like intelligent and clever and always coming up with schemes, or he kidnapped the mayor, or he made all the fish have smiles, or whatever. He's always got like schemes. I don't see this Joker ever doing that. This Joker doesn't know anything about chemistry or psychology or anything like that. He's just super violent. And even the Heath Ledger Joker had an intricate knowledge of like underground crime. And uh, I think it was, it was also him hiring people, but he's still like masterminded like that whole bank job. I don't see the walking Phoenix Joker masterminding that cool bank job from the uh, prologue to dark Knight. I brought that up with a buddy of mine, the, the guy I watched it with, which was like, Actually, if you really think about it, Joker's never really established as an intelligent guy, per se. Well, in the animated series, he is, I guess. He's he's random as all hell in that in that show, honestly. That's, that's true. I mean, it's like, oh, I put my consciousness into this Robin after I beat him half to death. It's like, and then, and then, and then you don't really know, like, okay, like, if you watch Mask of the Phantasm, he's just a gangster mook, clearly, because they, right. they show who he is in there. He's right. just a guy, and that's kind of how Jack Nicholson is, too. He's just yeah. a fucking thug. thug. And yeah, it, it's just, I, I don't know, something something to establish a modicum of, of intelligence beyond, because it's even showed, like, his writing is, and it looks like the writing of a madman, which is the story they wanted to tell. So, honestly, they should probably ignore me and just do what they did. That's probably better. It's just... Beyond this movie, I don't see a future for that Joker being the Joker. I see it more as he's not so much of a schemer or planner, but he's kind of, he's unpredictable and he's kind of cagey. Yeah. He did he did exhibit a few moments where it's like, clearly he planned for something like, uh, you know, when he grabs the scissors, when those people knock on his fucking door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, he didn't know what the fuck's going to happen. And he decided to just murder that guy with a pair of scissors. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, like, I don't know how he gets away from the cops is kind of like, you know, he kind of outsmarted them a little bit. Was there any Easter eggs in this? Like the whole, uh, the newscast about like the super rats or something like that. <laughs> Every time I saw that, that made me laugh. Yeah, I think super that's rats. weird. Uh, weird. <laughs> Zach, I wanted to ask you though. Um, there are several names in this movie. Are any of them from the comics? Like, uh, Dr. Stoner or um, uh, the names of the police detectives or or other people at the Arkham Hospital. Are there any names in this that were a reference I didn't pick up on, or were they all just bullshit they made up? No, they, they were all pretty much just bullshit names. Okay. I just wondered if I didn't, like, miss, like, like the name of the doctor from Hush or some stupid shit like that. Nah, that was all just made-up characters. Okay. Uh, was Alfred, was that Alfred, by the way, uh, by the fence? It, yeah, there's oh. no, there's no getting around it. That's fucking Alfred. 
<laughs> I totally didn't even realize that. I thought it was just like some random bodyguard. It, it was British butler man. He just wasn't old yet. Uh, you know? <laughs> he wasn't Michael Caine yet. He wasn't Michael Caine. <laughs> He's telling you a random story if out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> some people just want to watch the world burn. Um, oh, with the, back to the rat thing. Like The first thing that came to mind was the the rat catcher. He's a villain in the Batman. Uh, he's like a fucking D level villain. Yeah, <laughs> in Batman. Yeah. I was like, are they seriously bringing out the Rat Catcher? <laughs> no, I think it was just a goof. Super rats. Hey, the garbage is. There's a garbage strike, and then my brother says, "Where are we going to get all our garbage?" I like that. I think that's. Uh, I think that's like a classic. I associate it with comic books, actually. Like a, a good way to establish your story. Um, I think it's like Dark Knight Returns, where the yeah. whole beginning of the book, they're they're bitching about how fucking hot it is, and I think in the Long Halloween, there's something similar. Like the beginning of it establishes something about the weather. Uh, I, I like that. I like context. I want to know what's going on in Gotham. I think it helps a lot with the story. Yeah, that's true. Shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, God damn it! I don't know what I was gonna say. That's fine. We probably talked about Joker. Oh, I was gonna make a joke. I was like, "Man, if this comedian was still alive, a uh, good Joker would be Mitch Hedberg because he had a lot of jokes <laughs> like Mitch Hedberg. He just kept on laughing through it. Very dry jokes that he couldn't deliver really well. You should have left that joke where he lost it. Oh fuck! They should have made Tommy Wiseau <laughs> the Joker when they had the chance. Yes, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think we're going to end it here. We all recommend the film. Go fucking see it, but if you didn't pause it because you, you, you didn't hear the spoiler part, well, f- fuck off. Yeah, fuck it's you. just... Don't go... There's a problem with this movie. The meta of it. Is that you're expecting one of two things, and it is neither thing. You're expecting, oh, it's going to make all the incels rise up and kill people, and that's the media. They're fucking out of their minds. It's ridiculous. It's just a good movie. And then the other half of it is... This movie got a standing ovation at the Venice fucking Film Festival. Yeah, I thought what that. What were the fucking weirdos doing? Yeah, I thought that too. After I saw it, I was like, "This is a good movie. This is a really, really good movie." But it's but not it's like not. I was going to stand up and clap for ten right. minutes. That's what I was. I, that was the first thing I said when I stepped out of the theater. Is I looked at my friend and said, "They gave that movie a standing ovation in Venice at the Film Festival." That it's a great. It's a four out of five movie. It's really, really good. Definitely see it. But what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) they must have like did a marathon of like all walking Phoenix movies. Like they watched Signs, and then they watched Walk the Line, and then Her, and then they ended with this movie. So they had to give a standing O. I don't know. I I had the same reaction at the end where I was just like, "This got a standing ovation." Like I don't understand it. It Like I like you said, it was a good movie, but not enough for me to be like coming all over the seats of the theater. Yeah, yeah. I was like, when the movie ended, I like braced. I was like, I swear to God, someone fucking claps, but no one did. I was happy. <laughs> did you Did you guys hear about the? They're trying. They're still trying to pull controversy bullshits on this movie. They need to give up. It's they, just a movie. Shut up. They, the recent one now was like, oh man, they used that get that rock and roll song. Gary Glitter is a convicted pedophile. He. He, he got found out for pedophilia 22 years ago. And I'm like, I didn't even fucking know about that. I saw a clickbait article that was like, convicted pedophile, Garrett Glitter, gonna get money from Joker, click to see how. And I was like, eh, passed. 
I did. me, so now I don't have to click. I didn't even know about that. I've guaranteed you, fucking ninety percent of people don't fucking know that either. Well, I mean, I didn't. Well, now that I know it, I still don't care that much. Well, wait. Yeah, I don't care. Well, wait until they exhaust every fucking uh, thing to try to bring down this movie. I bet you the last one it will be the midget scene when it comes out on Blu-ray. The midgets. It's just that's what they do. That's what the news. It's not even just the news. It's you know. Vloggers on YouTube, and social stuff. social media, and all that crap. Yeah. But if you want to catch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast, make sure to go to novnetwork.podme.com. We also have other podcasts. Like soon, we're gonna be streaming, and uh, it will be on Podbean. Getting some color. We're gonna have a Raw versus SmackDown fantasy mock draft between me and Zach. So among uh, some other talking points. Yeah, like Hell in a Cell and AEW. So in uh, the NWA show. Yeah, I, I, I draft Hell in a Cell. I'm gonna put him in my starting lineup. Who? <laughs> no, I stop fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, make sure you go to nvnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, we also have uh, others like Escape from uh, Side Quest, which we haven't done in a while because we've been watching more movies. Uh, we have the Nemesis Project, which. When I move and everything, Zach, me, and you need to do Resident Evil Five. Um, yeah. And what's the other one? We have another podcast, right? Uh, no, that's wow. it. You have too many podcasts if you can't remember one. Well, that's fucked. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> I think the only two we've been doing is getting some color and Big Trouble Little Podcast. So make sure you catch that on there. And we're also on Twi- uh, Twitch and Mixer. Uh, so until next time, everybody, see you in episode 81. Later, guys. Long live the new flesh. And remember, that's life. Have a good night, Patron. <laughs>